Suicide. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. streaming live soon. Hello. Praise the Lord. It's Thursday night. You know, when you go to the football game, it's Saturday night in Georgia. Well, it's Thursday night in Athens. Amen. And we're so glad that you're there and we're here. I don't know if you're sitting on a couch or you're, you're simply watching on a, on a computer, a desktop or a, or a regular computer. But we want to welcome you to Thursday night Bible study. Uh, we're uh, having the presence of, of Kathy Fallon, been coming from Brazil, and she's doing a wonderful job there. Amen. Matt is on the table, and we are we're taking our our protection. Uh, and as soon as we finished with uh, the song, we will have uh, the protection back again. And I, I'm the only one without it, and they stay away from me because my droplets actually fly a long way. Amen. We're going to worship the Lord. Let's have a prayer. God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your mighty power. We thank you, God, for your strength. We thank you, Lord, for your redemptive power to change us from inside out. We ask you to bless this time together in prayer and Bible study. Give us the word, Lord, that uh, you started this morning. So we close the day today filled with it and remembering and reminding us 
that your word is life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are you hurting and broken within? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Jesus is calling. One more time. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Jesus is calling. Or come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness brought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Live behind your regrets and mistakes. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrow from the ashes. Oh, Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the The Father's arms are open wide. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Savior. Sing hallelujah. For Him, for He is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bear your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. Jesus is calling. Or come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. The precious blood of Jesus There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power 
In the name of Jesus, there is power. In the name of Jesus, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power. There is Break every chain, break every chain. All sufficient sacrifice, so given such a price, our redemption, heaven's gate, sing There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Hallelujah, anyhow, never, never let your trouble catch you down, oh, when temptation, lift your head up high and say, hallelujah, anyhow, Catch you down when temptation comes your way. Lift your head up high and say, Hallelujah! Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in his love. Oh, his love for me. Whom the sun.
I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. One more time. Whom the sun sets me. Whom the sun. Free at last, He has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus. Sing, sing. In my Father's house, there's a place for you. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. One more time. In my father's house. In my father's There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I'm chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. Whom the sun set free, always free. Indeed, I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Come on now, sing. Whom the sun set free. Who is free? Indeed, I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Amen, amen. The Lord bless you. Have your seat where you can. Amen. Thank you, John. Let's open our Bibles, and I want you to open on John 6. And uh, John 6 is a very powerful scripture. Primarily because it makes a a monologue between Jesus and the oppressive Jews. The oppressive Jews in this sense are those who in the desert with Moses worshipped the snake. The oppressive mind is the unbelieving heart, which is hard to deal with it. And so we're going to be studying a, a, a part of a monologue between Jesus and a group of people who will not believe. They're unbelievers and they are persecuting Christ every turn. So the question is this, how do you handle that? Because, you see, in evangelism, uh, you're supposed to love the lost. But some people don't want the love of God. So what you do, you simply just tell them the truth. Of course, you're talking about the son of Joseph in this scripture, simply saying, he's the bread of life. So let's take a look. It begins with verse 40, 41 of chapter Six of John. Now this whole month, beginning or almost uh, two months ago, 
I've been, I've been calling your attention about the prophetic. Things that call things that be not as though they were, Romans 4.17. Speaking into time. Saying something to encourage and to uplift. Saying something to bless people. Something to encourage them. And you have to sort of, a, in your spirit, reach deeply in there. And say things that are so important to the mind and the heart of those that are confused and lost. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread of which come down from heaven. And they said, It is not this Jesus, son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know. It is then that he says, I came down from heaven. Jesus answered, therefore, and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Notice the drawing here is from the God side. And I will raise him up in the last day, introduces eternity. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Isaiah uh, 54.13 Every man therefore has heard and has learned of the Father, come unto me. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God, he has seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I'm the bread of life. Your father did manna at the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes from heaven, uh, and, and a man that may eat thereof will not die. I'm the living bread which comes down from heaven. If any man eat this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I'll give him is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among them, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up in the last days. My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Heavenly Father, bless this scripture. We pray in Jesus' name. So this dialogue, or this monologue, actually, begun after Jesus feeds 5,000, calls himself to the mountain to pray, forced the disciples to get in the boat, appears to them after three hours of rowing against the wind, meets him in the middle of the lake, and reprimands the wind, not the water. The water stumbled and moved up in, in hard 15 feet gales because of the wind. Not the water per se. And so now you begin to see that as Jesus gets in the boat, he appears in Capernaum. And the people are startled to say, where did they come from? From the south, a large caravan of a couple thousand came north. Out of, uh, where is that? The little town south of, uh, south of, uh, they, they came south of, uh, they came from, 
Yeah, now they, 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 Capernaum, they, way down south on the end of the lake is Tiberias. And, top, and so they were, they were the Jews. These that came out of Tiberias north and, uh, to meet Jesus in Capernaum were the Jews. What do you mean by that? They were those who were deeply, deeply antagonized, deeply angry and bitter that anyone would say that they came from heaven. And so this morning, we started on 644. He says, No man come to me except which the Father has sent me, draw him. Meaning that the drawing is from God. And you see that there is a togetherness between God, the Father, and the Son. And they, they're working together. And so, since they could not understand what he is saying, I'm the bread which comes down from heaven. And of course, remember that uh, Moses in the, in the desert received uh, manna from heaven. And uh, he is referring to, not the desert, but referring now that he is the bread. He just stopped. And with two loaves, five loaves of bread and two fishes, he fed close to 10,000 people and were food left over all, the, all, all over the place. Twelve baskets. And so the, the theme of water, the theme of the wind, the theme of life seems to permeate this, this monologue. Especially when Jesus now began to say that He is the bread of life. Now the idea here referring to being taught by God is referring to Jeremiah 31, 33, and 34 which says uh, let's take a look at Jeremiah no man shall teach his brother saying know the Lord for they all shall know me from the least to the greatest by the way it's the, it's the covenant is the, oh, oh, the last covenant between God and men. Jeremiah 31, 33, and 34. Meaning that the Holy Spirit then will begin to teach. You see, when I minister to people that have no understanding of, of this area, that the teaching comes from the Holy Spirit and not from a speaker, not from a person, it's hard to get a grasp of it. Because we have been learning all our lives from, from kindergarten all the way to, to, to college and, and to graduate work to learn from others. But the real learning of life begins when God begins to teach through the Holy Spirit. It changes your life completely. You probably say, Rick, what, what do you mean by that? Well, when you go to Brazil, it's Holy Spirit teaching. Things that you never heard before. Areas. You say, Rick, but you're talking about that you have a very gifted... No, no, no. I'm yielded to the Holy Spirit. Yielded to the Holy Spirit. And we begin to teach. It begins to minister to people in the depth of their hearts. And they leave Brazil, another people, another person. The, the story about the Brazil mission, that hundreds and literally hundreds and hundreds and... I don't know if thousands, but could be in a period of 45 years have been drastically affected by this mission trip. When you get to Brazil and get to your room, the food is different. 
in the teaching comes at you to encourage and lift you up and He blesses their lives. So, Jesus is saying to them that as the prophets were taught by God, every man therefore has heard and has learned of the Father. When He does, He comes unto me. That's an interesting aspect. What he's saying to these Jews is this. The reason why you don't accept me, you don't want me, you don't love me, you don't like me, is because you never heard from God. And therefore you can't love Jesus because you never heard from God. But when you hear from God, let me read it again. Every man therefore who has heard, thought of God. Verse 45 says that. And has learned from the Father, comes unto me. In other words, it's impossible to hear from God and not fall in love with Jesus. It's impossible. Why is it impossible? Because the Father and Jesus are one. And when you allow the Holy Spirit to make the connection between the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit in the middle puts you together with the Son of God. You know, you heard the expression, you have it here, but you don't have it here. You understand here, but you never had it down here. Anyone who resists the work of the Holy Spirit or have little knowledge about the operation of the Holy Spirit has a hard time to connect with what God is saying. I have never met a fruitful pastor, a man of God, who bring thousands to Christ who did not understand the work of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to speak against the work of the Holy Spirit and hear from God. And so, Jesus is presenting them a package. I'm the bread, I'm the, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread which came from heaven. They tried to go to genealogy. You're the son of Joseph. And, and, uh, and of course, you know, you have to deal with Jesus as the son of Joseph or Jesus as the son of God. It, it's, it's mind and heart. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the Son of Joseph. In other words, the historical in you quenches the prophetic. And it causes you not to have a faith that grows and develops. You're constantly asking questions that a kindergarten kid or a high school kid should understand at all. Why is it that as we get older, we get harder? It's because Satan has a defined idea that if he can cause you to doubt and to fear, you will constantly be battling unbelief. So, let's move on to uh, verse, uh, verse 45. A critical verse. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 53. A critical verse. Well, no, before I say this, let me say something else. Jesus introduced the bread... Introduce him coming from the Father. And then in every verse he introduces resurrection, eternal life. Why did the Lord do this? You see, it must have confused those Jews. What do you mean? What are you talking about? It's because the purpose of Jesus is to bring eternal life. So he couldn't stop it. Let me see a place. Where you can see that. Anybody finds it? 47. 47. Let's take a look. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. He who believes in me will raise up in the last days. Verse 44. 51 has the same thing. It says, I'm the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat my, this bread, he shall live forever. Why does Jesus introduce his eternity? It's because the purpose of his cross, his death and his resurrection is to give eternal life. So if you are really, really interested in Jesus, you're going to have to deal with eternal life. Five times he says this. So let me let me let me move down to verse fifty three. Now verse fifty three is a very disturbing verse because he talks about eating flesh and eating and drinking blood. For Jesus said unto them, instead of really quitting here, allowing them to understand the bread of life, which would fit properly with the feeding of the 5,000. It goes even deeper. I was uh, ministering to a woman who was a, a very, very, very difficult personality. Not only she's well known in the church to be, uh, does not believe in God, but a very intellectual person who has her mind blocked for understanding the things of God. So when I came close to her, I began to pray over her. It never happened to me that way. And I was very careful to that. I began to speak in tongues in her ear. And, and the more I spoke, the more I prayed, the more she backed off and the more she stumbled and fell on the floor. And I kept on praying and kept on praying and kept on praying on her ear. And she yelled and screamed. And God delivered her from that intellectualism, that rationalization. <coughs> Why is it that the unbelieving runs from God because they're bound. Satan came to kill, rob, and destroy. Time is essential in, in, the, in, in the activity of Satan. He wants to give you and rob your life as long as you live so you will have nothing to say. Is it 7.30 already? Lord Jesus. Ah. <coughs> so what happens is when you meet somebody like that, it's worth to say, Jesus then introduces here the blood and the body. Let's take a look. He intensifies it and says, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. This terminology is talking about the cross. You see, the cross is rejected by many today in America. In other words, Jesus did not die on the cross as it is presented to us. But He gave Himself from the cross for the salvation of mankind. And in order to fully believe in Him and what He did for us here, you have to accept the cross as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And when you don't, when you reject that part of Jesus, you reject the Father. You reject the Son. And so, so why is it that sometimes the pulpit is empty? 
Why is it that there's no fire, no bone, no kicking, no, no, no mustard, no, no unction, no anointing, no conviction, no getting into it? Because you can't... In other words, <laughs> you can't have a house without an oven. You can't have a house without water. It's like living in the wilderness. You can't go hunt without a gun. You can't live as a Christian without the cross. It is the focal point of all that we believe in the resurrection. It is the key element that makes us to call be called Christians. Now it's kind of interesting that he spoke that way when Moses forbidden drinking blood or eating meat. So Jesus was referring to the cross. This, the world would, and most of many Christians do not put their trust on the cross. Galatians 5.11 says, Brothers and sisters, I am still preaching circumcision. Why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. Stop preaching the cross. Persecution will cease. Stop preaching Pentecost. Persecution will cease. Preach the cross. Preach Pentecost. And you're going to be kicked from left to right. That's my personal experience. Let's take a look at verse 63 for a moment. When Jesus knew himself, his disciples murmured at it. The idea of eating flesh, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What? And if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where uh, he was before. It is the Spirit who quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are a spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning that they were that they were. Those who believe not. The, the, those who offended. Those who persecuted. Now this is a dialogue uh, that in evangelism is never used. You never confront people that are, that are literally going to hell by, by, by words so sharp and so given that way. But Jesus does it. He's not a pleaser of men. And he said unto them, Therefore I say unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of the Father. One more time. No one can understand what I'm doing this day as I present myself to be as the ultimate sacrifice of the sins of the whole world. No, you will not understand this. This is totally beyond your idea of what you believe unless you are here from the Father. If you don't hear from the Father, you won't believe in Jesus. So what is the right prayer? God, open my ears. So I can hear from God. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you open my intellect. God, open the nostrils of my, 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 my brain to be able to breathe life into it coming from you, Father. Oh God, you are the eternal God, the everlasting God. I am a man, a woman who is just mind bound up about all kinds of things. I have this difficulty in accepting your love, your goodness, your kindness. And I'm tired of hearing this brain regurgitate over me night and day. God, 
Would you remove this from my brain and give me life? Breathe upon me the breath of life, Father God, so I can know Jesus. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We take communion this whole month. If you are listening to us, communion the whole month. The whole month. Begin all the way to the 30th of the month of April. Whatever it is, 29 or 30th. There will be communion. Would you join us every morning at 9 a.m.? The Lord bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.latterain.com for more teachings. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.latterain.com for more teachings. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.latterain.com for more teachings. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.latterain.com.